Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Jay, and you are listening to the Let's Be Frank podcast. Let's get it. Yo, 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 what up, dope people crew? How are you living? We are back like we never left. Return of the Mac. Yeah. (laughs) What's up, everybody? I hope that you guys have been having an amazing week since we last touched base in the first podcast of last week. And if you didn't tune into the bonus episode, I really think that you should just because even if it doesn't fully pertain to you, you might know somebody who can benefit from All in all, I just want to say thank you guys so much for all the support that I have received. I truly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Like, you don't even understand. So, without, you know, holding you guys too long and just thanking you for everything, I want to kind of just jump right into the topic today um, that we will be discussing this week. And... I hope that you guys have been following me on social media because I kind of put out a video to prepare you guys for it because it's a pretty heavy topic and you might feel like, well, what does this have to do with anything or wow, that's kind of deep and heavy, but the topic is grief. And the reason why I chose the topic grief is because again, my mission and what I feel my purpose is, is to people build to brand build, but to also help aid in healing so that you can become a whole person. And so I have to touch multifaceted areas of your life in order to do that. Sometimes we'll be people building, sometimes we'll be brand building, um, purpose building, and sometimes we'll be we'll be um, healing. And this is one of those episodes where I really wanted to discuss healing because I feel like grief is something that you have to go to go through in order to become a whole person but also to build yourself as a person, to build your brand, and to build in your purpose. You you really have to grieve things that you may have lost or that are hurting you before you can truly move forward in life in any way. Because if not, it's going to keep coming back up. So that's why I chose the topic grief for this week. But most of all, the reason why I chose the topic grief is because... It's, it's actually near and dear to my heart. And when I was thinking about, you know, what's next to talk about, I had some great ideas and you guys will hear them as they come. But, you know, God kind of just dropped in my spirit to not forget any, to not forget anyone and to meet people where they're at. And so I want to meet some people where they're at with grief, but I also want to help some people realize that there may be some things that they need to grieve, you know. When I when it was 2018 and the clock strike 12 and it was New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, I was not feeling like it was my year. And so I want to be sensitive to the fact that 2020 may not be feeling like somebody's year right now. You may be going through something or feeling like, you know, I don't see how this year is going to be great. This forget the year day by day. It feels hard, actually. And I don't see how I'm going to move forward in this. And so I want to I want to show you some love right now, though, someone who's feeling like that and just kind of help you through this. I'm definitely going to give you guys four tips on how or steps, whatever you want to call them, steps or tips on how to heal, heal through grief in a healthy way. But I also want to address different types of griefs that we may see in everyday life, but we don't even realize that it's something that someone could be grieving or that I need to grieve or that I might be dealing with. Because I think a lot of times we associate grief with death. 
and we don't think that grief comes in any other in any other way. We don't think that people can grieve other things besides the death of a loved one. There are some things that have maybe not physically died in in flesh form, but you know, figuratively died. So I, I want to address all those different areas. But back to my story about what happened in 2018. So in 2018, the clock struck 12 and, you know, everybody was excited. And I was sitting in my apartment at the time. You know, my daughter was sleeping in her room and I was sad. I wasn't happy. I felt hopeless because I realized that my marriage was over and I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't expect to go into the new year realizing that I probably was going to end up getting divorced. Although me and my husband had not officially separated until February, in that moment I knew that that it was over. And that was a hard, hard, hard pill to swallow. But most of all, I was in an insurmountable amount of pain. And when, you know, fast forward to a few weeks later, literally like four weeks into the new year, we, we separated the first week of February. I was, I was devastated. Like I, I knew it was coming, but you know how you don't really want to deal with it. Well, I, I was devastated, but at this point I still couldn't allow myself to grieve the loss of my marriage, the death of my marriage, because I now had bills that I had to pay and I had to provide for my two year old child. And so in my mind, I'm like, no sis, you got to go out and go get this shmoney cause you got bills to pay. You're no longer splitting bills between two people. You have a child to take care of. You have a house that's that's been that you decided to stay in and that that's now left on you. You cannot afford to sit here and be crying. You shoulda, coulda, woulda's out right now. So boss up and get it together. And yes, there are times when we have to stop wallowing in our pain. But this moment right here, I wish I would have just maybe not fell completely apart but giving myself the grace to say okay you got to go to work you got to get through the day but when you come home tonight set outside some time to feel what you need to feel feel I understand that you can't just be breaking down all the time and feeling how you need how you want to feel every second of the day because you have bills you have a life you may have kids you may have family that's depending on you or your dreams are just depending on you your business your schoolwork your you know your job is depending on you to still keep it together but I just didn't allow myself at all I shut down completely and so to my detriment um like maybe a couple months later I ended up in a psychiatric outpatient program I, they really my therapist at the time because I thank god I was still going to therapy but my therapist at the time really wanted to put me in um a full psychiatric institute where I was staying overnight but I begged him not to because of my daughter and I didn't even know this was an option so he said okay I won't so I won't have this as a recommendation but you have to go to this facility every day so for so every day for two weeks I took the time off from work I went to a psychiatric outpatient outpatient facility for eight hours a day, and we just we just dealt. And I was and I was allowed to cry. I was allowed to feel. I was allowed to be honest. There was no judgment. And you know, so even while I was in there, I feel like there was still a part of me that wasn't fully allowing myself to not be okay because. All I could think about was, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm missing work because I'm allowing myself to have a mental breakdown because I had a breakup. That's how, that's how like, 
little I made it in my mind. And so it, it was to my detriment. So I want to help you guys grieve and deal with things that are heavy and that are hard because although everybody has you know, subscribe to this. I'm living my best life. And as you should, you should always strive to live your best life. Life hits you hard and it is not always good. And so I want to help you live your best life by actually living and, and dealing with the ebbs and flows of life. So that was just my story. That for That was one of the areas of grief that I wanted to touch on, which was you know, it was it was really the death of a relationship. And a lot of us need to grieve that. Sometimes we break up with people and we're just trying to tell ourselves we're going to move on. We're going to do this. Next time it won't be like this. But you have to grieve the death of relationships. Another area of grief is the death of a dream. I also had to grieve that as well. My I dreamed and pictured my life a certain way. And now it's no longer going to be that way. I had to grieve that. And this came in waves for me. One of my favorite, she's like a, a I, she would consider herself like a poet and a writer. Um, her name is Alex L. I'm sure a lot of you know of her. She's on Instagram. She, I, I bought this mantra, man, from that website where um, it said healing comes in waves. And I bought that for myself after I ended up in the psychiatric institute. And then I, I wanted to use that as a constant reminder that, you know, although I know you want to get on the other side of this because I have a bad habit of I'm not going to let things get me down. I'm going to I'm going to come out strong. This is not going to break me. And I had to be honest with myself and say, like, you know, this is just one of those things in life. You can't push past Julissa. This is one of those things where you're going to be good one second and then something else is going to come up that you're going to have to feel and pull back the layers and deal with. So I had to understand that my healing is going to come in waves. So I had to grieve the loss of a dream dying. And for you, that might be like your business failed, your children went astray, you lost your home. Anything could have happened to you. your dream. The way you, a dream is just how you see things, how you envision things, how you, how you, what you thought about subconsciously about things, how you pictured your life. And now that that's no longer there. You have to grieve that. You may have just had to grieve the fact that I moved here to another city and I thought it was going to be one way and now it's not. So I have to rework work that. But you need to go through a process of dealing with that. Another area of grief is job loss. You may have been laid off, retired, or maybe you even quit your job. Even if you made the decision to quit your job because you want you want to follow purpose or maybe you you felt like you were pushed to that place it doesn't negate the fact that this is still a loss this is still something that I left behind or you were laid off and no one told you there was you know most of the time they don't tell you that layoffs are coming it was very unexpected you you now have to grieve that your everyday routine the way you lived your life is now shattered if you retired the way life has been for however many years, you now have to figure out what life looks like. I mean, I'm, I know you probably in your mind were like, I can't wait to retire. I can't wait to retire. But that doesn't mean it doesn't come with some uncertainty and some sadness and, you know, just just its own set of baggage in a sense. It's, it's a good happy. It's a good, good grief. But it's still something that you have to grieve and deal with. Um, for me, the job loss, definitely, I, I've been laid off. I was laid off while I was pregnant one time. I thought I was going to be okay. I'm like, oh, okay, I get to be home with the baby. This kind of works out in a sense. 
But it wasn't okay because it was income that I lost. I was, my finances started to become messed up. So I had to eventually say to myself, although I wasn't like freaking out when it first happened, I'm kind of upset. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed that now I'm pregnant and I don't have a job to help provide for my, my family. And I had to deal with that. Another another area of grief is health, health, physical health or mental health. Grieving that loss. I have family members who have received diagnosis of losing their health. And I watch, you know, like one, my cousin for one, you know, she, she, she struggles through just things that weren't a struggle to her. She moved and got married and went to go be with her husband and then suddenly became very ill. And she's just been battling that for so many, now it's been a few years and her, just her positivity and her, her light and her heart, it really, it really just inspires me. But at the same time, I'm, I'm sure that she's had to go through that grieving process of, you know, life not being exactly how she thought it was going to be now because of this physical ailment. And we want to think about the, we, we sometimes get so fixated on, I'm going to be healed and I want to, I want, I'm going to move forward or I'm going, this is not going to take me out this, this illness. And that's a great, and we all are praying and having that positivity, but it doesn't negate the fact that in this moment right now, this diagnosis does change things. And how do we deal with it? How do we grieve through it so that we can not only just mourn that that loss of health, but also just deal with our feelings so it doesn't in turn continue to affect our body and now our mind and our soul. We don't we don't you don't need that added stress. Because guess what? What the body can't handle, it will what your mind can't handle, it will impose on your body. Trust me. Even if it's just a physical loss, it, that that does something to you, to your mind. And that's why when doctors give you heavy diagnosis, they often give you information for a therapist as well. Because that type of news can send anyone over the edge. It's it's It, it shatters and, and breaks up your life. But it doesn't have to be the end. There's always a new way to look at it. But you have to grieve through the process of what you were just told in order to get to the other side of now this is what my new life looks like. And I'm okay with that. But I just had to feel what I needed to feel because I, I liked my old old life as well. And the mental health piece, I was diagnosed after my divorce and everything happened. I was you know, diagnosed with severe depression, anxiety, and a mood disorder. So I had to grieve that because mental health, mental mental illness runs heavy in my family. And it's, you know, something that I'm praying on. I still ask God for healing every day. But now I'm faced with the fact that this is going to be a struggle of mine. That sometimes my moods are going to shift. And it's not always me. It's a chemical imbalance in my head. And although I want to wake up happy every day, sometimes I don't know what the day is going to look like. I had to grieve that. I didn't want to feel like that. And it... I remember after I was told, I just sat home one weekend and just sat in the bed and cried and cried and cried. I looked at my daughter and I was just like, what if, what if, what if my moods affect her? I don't want, I don't want her to feel affected or like I don't love her or 
anything. So I just had really had to grieve that loss of my mental health. But guess what? On the other side of it is like once I dealt with it, once I talked about how I felt, once I got perspective and clarity that this is just a struggle that you have. Everybody has their own struggle. This is just yours. I began to to see things in a different light. I didn't want to be on medication. I have you know, I have nothing against medication, but it just wasn't something that I wanted to do at the time. So I had to look and research ways, what what vitamins may help, what supplements may help me. Okay, well, my therapist said I can do those things. There's nothing wrong with wanting to walk this, this through naturally, but now you might have to go to therapy twice a week as, as opposed to once a week or at least every other week because you need to check in a little bit more. I have to have an accountability partners. So... I can still lead a normal life. I can still lead the life that I was living. I just have to make sure that I'm self-aware and that I have people that, that can check me when, when they see that I'm going down a dark path or a slippery slope. So just in that grief, I realized like I'm, I'm strong enough for this. I was made for this and I can do this, but I had to feel what I needed to feel in that moment at first. Um, another area of grief is financial grief. Like I said, I lost my job. And so in turn, with me not being able to bring in the income that I was, I messed my credit up. I wasn't able to pay credit cards. It just, it just wasn't there. You may have also just lost money, lent, gave somebody money and they never gave it back, made a bad investment. You thought it was the right thing at the time. That is something that now you have to grief. You have to deal with the fact that I've made a poor decision and in turn it affected my life in a heavy way. I mean money, people people want to talk about how money doesn't equate happiness, but it, it, it can bring stress if you don't make the right decisions with it. So dealing with financial grief as well. And just last the the well no, I have one more one more piece of grief, but this this other piece of grief is dealing with the the death of trust and security and this is a heavy one because you may be grieving the loss of feeling secure you may something may have happened to you that traumatized you like maybe you were sexually assaulted physically assaulted verbally assaulted or mentally assaulted now you have to grieve and deal with the fact that I don't feel safe I don't feel secure and deal with that I can't imagine how someone in that situation might might have felt. I've had my own situations where I've been physically abused, mentally, and um, I've experienced sexual abuse as well. But I'm, I'm able to say that now without bursting out into tears because I dealt with the fact that I didn't feel secure. I said those things. I don't feel safe. I feel scared. I feel like some, I feel like I'm always looking over my shoulder. I cried for the little girl inside of me who did not feel protected, cried for the young woman inside of me who who wished I would have fought a little bit harder, who wished she wouldn't have put herself in that situation and blamed herself. I, 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 I cried for that person. I allowed that person to feel because there's there's different layers to you you're diff sometimes we're all different people so while I'm the this present day Jaleesa there are sometimes triggers that happen to the old me and the person that was hurt and scarred that I have to allow that part of me to feel what it is that I need to feel so 
the grief of not feeling secure and losing trust in someone or something. You, it may have been even just harassment on your job. I, I came to this job, I gave everything up, and now I'm not secure here. Now, and I don't mean just sexual harassment. I've been bullied at jobs. So it may just be her, that kind of harassment. But now you don't feel safe and secure at your job. That is traumatizing and you have to deal with those things in order to move forward because it does affect you. Trust me, I was harassed at one of my jobs and it, a lot of bitterness set in and I became very angry and was not being productive because I couldn't get past how I felt like my employer was allowing me to be put in a situation where I did not feel safe, but it felt like because I was black for one and this person had been there much longer than I had and I was new. They it made I was made to feel like I was the person coming in making waves. So, just not just grieving that you're you're not feeling secure anymore. And the last piece of grief is death and the loss of someone, maybe even a a pet. I know that sounds crazy to some of you, but I know people who their animal was their family. That was the person that that was the thing that they came home to who was living and breathing and they loved as if they were flesh and blood you have to go through that process and I and I don't ever want anybody to think that this process is supposed to look a certain way it's supposed to look exactly how it needs to look for you losing a, someone you love though or something a pet it's it's hard because you Although maybe that person was in pain, sick, or maybe it was just unexpected, nothing was wrong with them, the best place you feel they could be is with you. And how do you how do you move forward in life and see your life differently when you are dealing with the fact that someone you love dearly, you will no longer be able to touch them, smell them, hear their laugh, you know, talk to them. How do you deal with that? You deal with it in the right timing, but you don't avoid it. I think try to avoid Void it is the hardest thing and, and the most, you know, just, just something that, that, that really can be detrimental to you if you try to avoid it. it. It's not healthy. And I know it's hard to allow yourself to feel that pain because sometimes you just feel like with grief, how can I even survive through this? I, I feel like I can't catch my breath or that I'm not going to be able to live through this. But you can and you will. You can say, I miss that person. You can be honest and real enough to say that like no I, I think sometimes we think that because a person is gone we have to somehow be okay with living life without them you know I lost my aunt and I miss her and there's times where there's things that come up and I would be like you know I really wish I mean it was here because I know she would love this and I'm okay after I say that instead of holding it in and trying to act like I'm okay it really bothers me that she's not here that she can't see this but I, I, now that I said it, I feel a little bit better. Just being open and honest with yourself and just with the people around you about how you feel with the death and the loss of a loved one. And sometimes it's just in these situations, you don't ever really get past it. You just learn how to live through it and live with it by the strength of God, honestly. So those are different type of areas of grief. And I'm sure there's so many more that I could touch on. But those were some main ones that I wanted to just kind of discuss with you guys. And just, again, I just want to make this clear. There is no time limit on grief. Grieving doesn't make you weak. It actually shows you how strong you are, honestly. When you grieve and you allow yourself to feel something that may cause you a lot of pain, that may, in that moment, have you 
in a ball, bawling your eyes out, but you know you need to let it go, that makes you a strong person. It doesn't make you weak. We don't have to subscribe to the negative connotation that crying and expressing how you feel somehow makes you weak. It doesn't. It makes you strong. It makes you brave. It makes you vulnerable. A lot of things that most people nowadays are not willing or able to do. So I just want you to be be very clear on that. That grief does not make you weak. It, it shows the strength that lies inside of you. You lived through this. What else can't you live through? That's the thing. So just some steps on how to heal and grieve in a healthy way. It's first of all forgiving yourself if you played a part in the grief that was that's being caused or you feel guilty about something, you feel like you should have done something, you should have said something, forgive yourself first and set yourself free. Holding on to that grief and holding on, well, not the grief, holding on to that guilt, holding on to that unforgiveness of yourself, is it, it, it does nothing for you. It's like drinking poison and, and wanting to die, but knowing that you, you can't. You're just going to feel the pain and the ramifications of the poison. Or holding on to unforgiveness towards someone else who may have caused your pain. Look, I didn't cause all of my stuff. Trust me, there were some things that were out of my hands and that people played a part in, but I had to forgive them. Again, it's like drinking poison and hoping that someone else dies. I mean, we hear it all the time. Forgiving someone else is in yourself is the first step into healing through your grief. Another step is honesty with yourself about not being okay. There came a time last year where I really just had to say, you know what, sis, you want to be healed and on the other side of this, but you're not. And I have friends who told me, like, you're still hurt about what happened in your divorce. And I'm like, nah, nah, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Y'all know what you're talking about. I finally just had to say, I'm not okay. And I don't know when I'm going to be okay, but I'm not okay right now. And then I had to go to my therapist and say, I've been in therapy for a long time, so I know what to say. I grew up with a therapist in my house. My mother was a substance abuse and alcohol therapist, so I knew I know therapy lingo. I know what to say to make it sound good, but I don't want to play games anymore. I really want to get to my healing, so I'm not okay at all. And I want to be vulnerable with you, and I want to be honest with you. And taking that step, let me tell you, I did more work in the past maybe six months than I've actually ever done in these past three, four years that I've been in therapy. So just being honest with yourself. And number three is wanting to be healed and on the other side of it because you have to want to be healed through your grief. You don't want, you can't just want to stay in your grief, but also being present in the moment to moment grief. So yeah, I want to be healed, but I also want to be present and and show up for these moments where I need to grieve. And grieving doesn't mean just crying or going to therapy. Grieving might just mean, you know, maybe I just need a little bit of time to myself. Maybe I need to step back from some responsibilities because I'm trying to use this as a distraction And I need to just be present in this moment of my life where I need to take things a little slow. That's what I mean when I say moment to moment grief. Grief looks however you need it to look. And number four, the last point is getting the support and being honest about what you need. Your village and your tribe around you is going to play a major, major, major part in how you heal. They are the key. So if you are surrounded by people who you can't even tell them what I need in this moment, this is what I need. 
I need to be healed. And the only way I'm going to be healed is if you do X, Y, and Z. Is if you help me with this. If you allow me to, to talk to you. Now, in that though, understand that everybody has things going on themselves. So I try to make it a point now to say to people, hey, do you have any emotional room right now for me to express something to you? Because I feel, I'm feeling a little triggered right now and I need to talk to someone. But however that looks, your tribe and people around you are going to affect your healing process. Now, it can be for your good or it can be for the bad. However you however you choose to work it is up to you. It may mean stepping back from some people who are toxic and being okay with that. Whatever you need to do, you do, but make sure that you are asking and, and being able to get the support that you need and being 100% honest. We don't need to be around people that we have to placate and sugarcoat stuff with because you got to get through some things right now and you can't do people pleasing. That's a whole nother subject that I will be talking about very soon, people pleasing, but you have to do what is best for you as long as you're not hurting anybody to get to the other side of your healing. We don't want sick grief. We don't want cancerous, infected, unhealthy grief. We want grief that is healthy, that looks good. So what I mean by that is to give you an example. Sick grief is, you know, spending spending money to fill a void. I'm spending money because I'm sad and I don't want to feel this pain. Healthy grief is self-care and doing the things, doing things to help cheer you up or not even sometimes to cheer you up just to get me through this moment this makes me feel good and I can afford to do this or this is free or I me just telling someone I need a little bit of space or reading a good book that I like self-care is healthy grief self-destruction is sick grief with i.e spending money going out to drink to feel your pain whatever you're doing that you know is not healthy Drinking, partying, drugging, God forbid, you know, all that stuff is, is sick grief. Healthy grief looks like me eating healthy foods because I know that these help change my mood and I already am struggling because I'm dealing with something. So I don't want to be putting junk in my body right now that's going to make me feel sad. But also sometimes a donut makes me feel a little happy too. It kind of just helps me out, but I, I'm, I'm having balance. That's healthy grief. So I really hope that this and pray that this has helped you. But I just want to give one last thing. If you are really struggling, please, please, please understand that therapy is going to play a huge part in helping you get through the grief. There are so many resources nowadays. I mean, you know, and if I understand that sometimes insurance plays a part in it, you may not have the money. Please just continue to search, continue to look ask if you can get on a payment plan. I'm telling you, people in the mental health field, they really want to see people grow and heal. They will work with you. However they need you, however they can work with you, they will. There are apps like Better Better Help, I think, and Talkspace, if you can afford to do that. But most of all, if you are just really in a dark place right now and you need help being pulled out, First of all, if you, if you can't, to try to be honest with somebody around you, but if, if not, and you feel like you can't talk to anybody, the suicide hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. Please call that number if you really just feel so low and in a dark place, because I, 
I'm into people building and purpose building. And I want you to understand that what you're going through right now, it may feel like the weight of the world is just on your shoulder, but it's not. It's just life and it's happening to you and it happens to everybody and you're not in this alone and you are here for a reason. It may not feel like it right now, but I promise you that you are here for a reason. So please, please, please reach out and I'm on Instagram. You can DM me. I will try to get to you as fast as possible. Of course, still making sure that I don't pour from an empty cup, but I, I don't, I don't ever want anybody to feel like they are, they're alone. You can grieve in a healthy way and you can get through this in a healthy way. Just take the steps necessary to address what is really going on inside of you. I know this was a heavy, heavy episode. We will be back next week with some something more you know a little bit uplifting but like I said I'm in this this space of 2020 where I'm meeting people where they're at and I know that everybody not where I want them to be not where I think they should be I'm meeting you where you're at so some people that listen to me I have to meet them where they're at which is that they're not feeling hopeful they're not feeling positive and they're struggling your girl is coming down to meet you where you're at so that we can all go up together So that is all I have for you, peeps. Thank you so much, Dope People Crew, for listening. And you know what we say, visualize your best self. Show up for that person each and every day. Your yes is someone else's blessing. Peace.